Today's video is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Hey, brother! Oh, man, you guys, we are just six weeks away from a new Pixar movie dropping on Disney+, Plus. the much-awaited Luca, which thankfully is not going to be behind Premiere Access. If you have Disney+, Plus, you'll, you'll just get Luca. In case you don't know, the movie drops on June 18th and is the coming-of-age story of two boys growing up in the Italian Riviera. And also they're secretly sea monsters. A twist that when I saw the original artwork, I did not see coming. I have to say though, love the name Luca for a movie. And it's not just because my own son's name is Luke and that's like the Italian version of Luke. It's really, well, no, that, that's the main reason. Yeah. Although fun fact, Luca means bringer of light. And as it looks like there's going to be a lot of tension between two different species in this movie, I can actually see that also coming into play. Anyway, last week, the first full trailer dropped. And so we have been going through it with a fine tooth comb, trying to determine if and or how it will fit it into the Pixar theory. The Pixar theory, the Pixar theory. We're finally going to see it clearly. The Pixar theory. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Here's a loaded question. How did you choose your internet service provider? Because when it really comes down to it, I bet you didn't. See, ISPs typically have monopolies over the regions they work with, meaning you typically don't have a say in who you work with, which means they can get away with things that you normally probably wouldn't agree to, like data caps or streaming throttles or having your data logged and sold to advertisers. Now, personally, I don't love that. So to prevent them from seeing my activity, I use ExpressVPN on all of my devices. I don't need my ISP knowing I visited this page 50 times trying to decide if I wanted to buy this or not. That is my business, and now yours, because I told you. Dang it. ExpressVPN is a simple app for your smartphone or computer that encrypts all of your data and sends it first through a secure server. And when that happens, ISPs can't see anything. Which is great when you consider how much of your life takes place on the internet. I mean, heck, it's my whole job. But it seriously could not be easier to use. You just download the app. There is one button. You press the big button and boom, that's it. You're protected. It's awesome. And even better, it does not slow down your connection at all. So stop handing over your information and protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep my information safe. And you can visit expressvpn.com slash SCB for an additional three months free. Again, that is expressvpn.com slash SCB for three extra months free. One more time, expressvpn.com slash SCB, three extra months free. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so if you are somehow unfamiliar with the Pixar theory, it is the idea that every single Pixar movie takes place in one one universe and is part of a giant timeline and is telling one huge story. Now, I will admit, at times, the Pixar theory does require a few leaps of faith. But in the end, I think it always works itself out. But one of the reasons I'm so excited about Luca is that I think it's finally going to work out one of the greater leaps within the Pixar theory, which is the transition from humans to monsters. So as the Pixar theory stands at the moment, here's how things shake out in that department. By and large, the giant mega corporation from WALL-E basically rises up and takes over the entire planet with artificial intelligence and pollutes it to the point where humans literally have to leave on giant space cruise ships. And whilst the humans are away, the WALLEs clean up the planet for 700 years until it is clean enough to sustain life again and the humans can at last return. And of course, by life, I mean literally one plant growing inside 
inside of an old refrigerator somehow? Like, it's not even getting sunlight. And if I've learned anything from Luca, it's you need to stare into the sun. Of course, I say the humans return, but really it's just the one Axiom ship. We know at least one other cruise ship crash lands on another planet and affects it with technology and it replaces all of their magic, but that's kind of getting a little off track. So right now, we're just going to move on. Because the shape of the mountain is an axiom tail. Look at it. But anyway, back in Wally and back on Earth, we see the end credits roll and everything looks hinky dory. The pizza plants are in full bloom. But we know things are not as perfect as they seem, at least according to the Pixar theory, because what happens next is that even though the Earth is healthy enough to again grow plants, it is still heavily polluted. And over time, this pollution affects the humans that did return in such a way that eventually they literally mutate into the monsters of Monsters, Inc. Not those specific monsters, like the first monster, you know what I mean. But that right there, the transformation is I think where Luca is going to start to fill in some of the blanks because it's already a movie about monsters transforming back and forth between the human form and their natural form. Look, sometimes Pixar makes a movie and there's two moons in the sky and you're like, how's this going to fit into the Pixar theory until you realize that the mountain is an axiom tale? And then other times the Pixar theory already says that the humans are going to turn into monsters and they make a movie where monsters are turning into humans. Now, granted, we don't know all the rules or the ins and out of this process yet, and I think we will only know that with time and after seeing the full movie. But in the meantime, in case you were unsure whether or not this movie fits into the Pixarverse, don't worry, we already have proof of that. Luca will take place in the Italian Riviera in the seaside town of Portoroso. Meanwhile, over in Seoul, there's a travel agency, and oh my goodness, look at that, you can book a trip to the scenic seaside town of Porto Rosso. No way! Are any of us even surprised? But wait, there's more. We also have this character, who is the father of the human girl, Julia, that Luca and his friend will befriend. We underdogs have to look out for each other. Man, I just love this guy. He's like a combination of the crazy chef and the little mermaid and King Fergus from Brave with his proclivity for killing anything that swims. But even more recognizably, he is also the father from the Pixar short La Luna, which if you haven't seen or haven't seen recently, I would totally recommend you go watch because it is easily like a top three Pixar short. Lava and the Blue Umbrella, those are the other two. But if you're not familiar, La Luna tells the story of how the moon changes phases in the most adorable and mustachioed way possible. I mean, it's one explanation. We all know it's actually because Jackson folded his house poorly and then played a magic flute and summoned the moon down to him and then trapped part of the name of the moon in a box and now she lives in the under thing. What? It's happening right here. Well, I say it's the dad from La Luna, but obviously it's a different character because in La Luna, he has a son and in Luca, he has a daughter no son. But for sure, it is a nod to this character because Luca and La Luna were both directed by Enrico Casarosa, who has a great name, I might add. Enrico Casarosa! Although, despite the son and daughter swap, it must be said that there is still a really epic shot of the moon in the Luca trailer, and at one point, Luca looks like he's running on the rings of Saturn, so I, I don't know, maybe there will be more ladder based space travel in Luca than I'm expecting. I mean, after all, I didn't expect the sea monsters to be a thing. Here we are. On top of that though, the other obvious way that Luca already fits into the Pixar universe is that we have underwater characters with human level intelligence, which fits in super nicely with Finding Nemo, where perhaps you will recall the underwater creatures are really smart. Yes. I wonder what that means. It's funny. It's spelled 
just like the word escape. Let's go. Okay, bad example. But in Finding Dory, Hank and Dory literally drive a truck. Also, possible Easter egg of Hank right here in Luca. I don't know. It's hard to count the legs, but I think I only count seven. So yes, Luca easily fits into the Pixar universe and even reinforces other Pixar theory ideas already. But the issue I keep running into is that the solution we're looking for is humans into monsters. And in this movie, what we're seeing is monsters taking on the appearance of humans. Which, I mean, on the one hand, if they can look like them and interact with them and um, reproduce, then I guess that would do it. But still, where did they come from? Well, we have two theories. The first one comes from Mans versus Mons, to which you might be saying, uh, what? Yeah, buckle up. This is a real piece of Pixar history here, but if you go back to the year 2002, when the Monsters Incorporated DVD came out, you could access a bonus feature on that DVD titled The History of the Monster World, which was a sketch animated short that explained the origin of monsters. Handy. But in a nutshell, here's what happens. There are mans and mons, and the mons try to make friends with the mans, but the mans think the mons are hairy and smelly and have bad breath, so they chase them out of society. And from there, the mons swim and swim out to sea until eventually they find an island where after they start eating the weird fruits and vegetables there, they start to take on weird animal appearances similar to that of the animals living on the island. And after a while, they eat enough fruit to become fully transformed into just different creatures, the monsters, and they decide to get their revenge on the mans by scaring them. And they've been doing it ever since. And while it's a cool little story, I've never really considered it canon because it was a very specific way in which you had to watch it. It wasn't widespread and it doesn't even make sense with just the Monsters Inc. movie itself. I mean, even within Monsters Inc., they say the monster world is a whole different world from the human world. Whereas in the short, they're clearly living in the same world at the same time, which is ridiculous. We all know the monsters are actually in the distant future. They're traveling back in time to collect human memory in their capsules, which is how they power their cities because human memories are the thing that give everything life, okay? That said, with Luca coming out, parts of the Man vs. Mons short seem more possible. Specifically the part where the Mons swim and swim out to an island in the sea. So I can see maybe why they turn into sea monsters. And from the beginning, it seems like the two groups were actually pretty similar. And this seems to be the case in Luca, with the sea creatures being very human-like, they just live underwater. So maybe what we have in Luca is just exactly this, the Mans vs. Mons, but years and years later, and now two young Mons want to live above the water, and also they can somehow transform themselves to look like humans. Our second theory, however, is that the Mans and Mons thing continues to not be in play at all, and it's just a bonus feature on an old DVD. Instead, what if the sea monsters we're seeing in Luca are actually from the monster world. Notice in the trailer how killing sea monsters is a really big deal in this particular area of the world. They literally have a statue of someone killing a particularly big one in the middle of town. Then also kindly direct your attention to this scene in Monsters, Inc. Loch Ness, Bigfoot, the abominable snowman. They all got one thing in common, pal, banishment. I'm sorry, Mike, did you say Loch Ness as in the legendary sea monster? Well. Well, well, things just got interesting, didn't they? We know of at least one famous sea monster from the monster world that has been banished, and now we have a movie where sea monsters live in the human world. 
Bernie, would you like to do the honors? Coincidence? I think not! Thank you, Bernie. I also think it's worth noting that later on in Monsters, Inc., when Mike and Sully get banished, it's through this door, which is noteworthy because of who they meet through the door, which is another banished monster. Welcome to the Himalayas! So, it seems like within the monster world, they are happy to use the same door and or location to banish multiple monsters, which would explain why this particular town in Italy is having such a recurring problem with sea monsters, because they keep using the same door. And yes, I know Loch Ness is in Scotland and this is happening in Italy, but that's really not an issue. They can have multiple locations that they're reusing. The real question you might be wondering though is, why would so many sea monsters in particular be getting banished? Well, it could be anything. I mean, for one, we never see any large bodies of water in the monsters movies, and yet we do know that there are some monsters that can survive and or live underwater. So it's possible it's not even banishment, it's just relocating them to somewhere where there is in fact lots of clean water for them to live in. In which case, it is no wonder they are choosing in the Italian Riviera, like, this is this, ba who's getting banished here? Oh no, please don't make me live there. That was sarcasm, if anyone has a room they want to rent, you just... However, the more banishment style reason they might be sending them through this particular door is because of the unique power they possess to look like humans. Because perhaps you've noticed in the Monsters movies that they are uh, super duper afraid of humans. 2319! I tried to run from it, but it picked me up with its mind powers and shook me like a dog. Like if the monsters see what they think is a human walking around in the monster world, yeah, they're getting banished. And honestly, it does seem like the kind of power they might be able to have. I mean, it's not that far off from Randall's camouflage ability. But if this is indeed what's happening, then we have another weird, fun time loop situation happening where the monsters are banishing monsters into the past, but they can look like humans and interact with them, and they eventually lead back into the monsters. It's a real John Connor situation. I mean, there's even artificial intelligence. Is Terminator part of the Pixar theory? Is Wally the Terminator? I'll be back. What about Eve? She's got that gun. But guys, only time will tell if this is indeed what is happening and if this is in fact how Luca fits into the Pixar theory. Besides how it's going to fit in though, I'm just excited for this movie in general because it looks like a good old fashioned buddy comedy Pixar movie, which I'm sure is going to make me cry because they all do anymore. It's okay. They're happy. But what do you guys think? Are the sea monsters in Luca banished from the monster world? Let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. You guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Pixar theory action from us. If you want to see how Onward fits into the Pixar theory, you can check out this video right here. Or if you'd like to hear the Pixar theory song, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.